Naked with Adele is about your inner journey, trusting yourself and sharing many lessons. Come on, hold my hand Not sure I understand This role I've been given But I wish someone had to talk to me Like I want to talk to you Naked with Adele is about getting real It's about being able to look at yourself in the mirror and being able to love that person that you see. It's about having the courage to be vulnerable. Welcome to another episode of Naked with Adele, where I encourage the naked feminine to lead according to feminine values. With each interview, we learn from successfully transformed feminine role models, how they transformed until they reached the point where they achieved success. If you want to follow the show, you can go to www.adele-green.com. Today, our guest is Anne Wilson, aka The Wealth Chef. Anne is an engineer gone rogue who made it as an investor and asset creator. And she considers herself an activist for financial empowerment. Anne, welcome to the show. Oh, Adele, it is such a pleasure to be here with you and such a pleasure. I'm so excited to get naked on this topic called money because it's just such a you know taboo area for so many people. It's one of those, we don't discuss politics, we don't discuss sex, and we definitely don't discuss money. Absolutely. So how cool are we going to be doing it right now and do better than with you to get naked? So thank Thank you for having me here. And before you started, how did you get yeah where you are now? Can you tell us why you left the formal infrastructure of engineering? Was it a sabbatical or were you particularly interested in money? How did you get here? So I have a privilege to be able to share with literally thousands and thousands of women around the world how they can liberate themselves around money stuff is that I first did it for myself. And this was so key. I'd never been taught what to do with it. All I'd been taught was how to earn it, go and get a good job. You know, we can go into my story if that works or people can get it from my book. Every day I wake up with extraordinary gratitude that I get to do what I do now, which is help other people learn how to invest, break out of debt, get confident with their money, you know, let go of that anxiety about will there be enough. I did exactly that. I got myself a huge debt hole, holding on and trying to save money and manage it and and find a way to feel confident about my money. There was a lot of conflict in my marriage. I was contracted. It was everything the opposite of being open and in flow and really allowing that feminine to be. And so the only thing that could happen, because we understand the, the power of that feminine energy of life force effectively, that life will find a way to break out if it's being completely contracted. And I was completely contracted around this area called money. And so the little bit of money that I was holding on to and my marriage both walked out the door. And I was left in that, I guess, emotionally naked place and that really vulnerable place going oh my god you know have I just messed this all up now I'm alone and broke and just living in Hong Kong at the time a foreign country I thought this sort of seemed like opposite of success yet it was in that place after I'd licked my wounds and stopped feeling a bit sorry for myself really went you know what this area around me is important I can pretend it isn't but it is it's an enabler food uh, shelter security it gives me access to things that I want to experience in life but maybe 
be maybe I was just never taught what to actually do with it, how to actually get money to work for me. And so I started on a, on a real journey of discovery in where there's one thing to earn it, but what do I do with it once it's in my life? You were in a broken up relationship and then found yourself uneducated about money. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So I was now divorced. So the whole concept of, well, somebody else or the man is going to look after this money stuff, that good old myth went out the window. The money that I'd been holding on to, thinking that I'd clung to some money and saved it, that went with my marriage. I was broke. So what I was left with was me. And I could have gone into victimhood and, and pain, but I actually realized, hang on, maybe it's not because I'm stupid or silly or woman can't get us from vulnerable. It was an inquiry and a curiosity that maybe I could learn about money, not how to earn it, but how to grow it. So it was no longer something that was full of anxiety and worry. How did I turn it into something that supported me? Predominantly because I made the choice that I wanted to live. There was this swelling of life force that said, you know what, I was no longer prepared to wait to do the things I wanted to do, to experience those adventures, but mostly to feel full and confident. We all have that. I call it a poverty consciousness. You know, we, mm. we, we just, we hold on. We hold on for dear life. And the thing is, energetically, the more you hold on, the more you push away the very thing that you want. Yeah, you squeeze it out. Did something happen? Did you have a moment of insight? How did you figure that out? And where did you get the courage to do that? To actually let go? There there had been little snippets all the way through. You know, in my late teens, my my father had died and I'd watched my mum and mother of six. I was number five of six kids. I'd made a commitment that I never wanted to feel vulnerable or afraid around this stuff. how I'd watched my mum be. But again, I'd never been taught how to do it. And hence, which is why I then thought, okay, if I could earn well and if I could save, then I would be okay. Which then came to the point of the holding on, but it was still from a poverty side because I was looking for this external side. If I could keep money, if I could earn more, I'd be okay. So I guess the crux was sitting divorced on my own broke going, okay, I had worked hard, I had become an engineer, I'd done all these things, but none of those things had made me feel confident and secure around this money thing. It hadn't changed my life. I was still deferring all the things I wanted to do. So it was really that moment I thought, you know, I can keep doing this or maybe, and it was this wonderful thing called curiosity. And I think curiosity is so important and underestimated. But also I think we've been taught, especially as women, to be afraid of curiosity or that curiosity is wrong. You know, we've even got this curiosity kills a cat. But I think curiosity is such an important element because it creates possibility instead of, oh, it can't be. It, it challenges the beliefs. And it was curiosity that said, maybe, just maybe, this is a learn skill, not something that I should have just developed. And so I consciously went, okay, how do people actually get to the point? What is financial freedom where they can choose to do what they want to do with their time? Because I realized that actually what I wasn't seeking is money in and of itself. Mm. What I was seeking, what I believed that money could give me, which was freedom of choice, which was certainty and security, which was a sense of liberation around where I could spend my energy. So I went on, that is different from earning more money. That sounds like you've discovered a link between self-value 
a bank balance. First was a means, it was never the end. But when you understand that it was an input, and that's why I use the analogy now, wealth, wealth chef, that money's just an ingredient. I realize, ah, it's an input, but it's what I do with it that actually is going to create this. As I started this journey, I realized, well, I needed to first learn the external side, how to invest, because I'd never been taught that. But as I started doing that, there was these external elements. I realized there was deep correlation with the internal side, as you said, this worthiness. Because I've realized the more I could value myself, two strong things happened. I could firstly disconnect my sense of worth from the money earned or the assets that I had, which allowed me to make far better leadership decisions around those investments because I didn't think they defined me. And secondly, I realized that as I got more clear on who I was and my own self-love, my discernment meant that I could actually direct my money far clearer and and to more of the things that juiced me and less of the things that I thought I needed to have or do in order to be worthy or to be loved. And this external and this internal together meant that in eight years, I created my financial freedom from that point. How do you define financial freedom? This is really key because I believe that the number one reason that less than 5% of the population in both developed and developing worlds actually achieve financial freedom is because they don't know what it is. Thank you for asking. Let's get really clear on this. Financial freedom is two elements. It's got a real monetary base. It's got a practical, measurable base, which is when you have enough assets that can earn you income without you having to work. So this is the key thing. Most of us have only been taught how to trade our life for our time time and our energy and our creativity for money. But what we need to be doing is learning our time and our energy and our life force to create and develop and grow these things called assets, which do the earning. So that you get to a point where they earn enough income for you, your chosen lifestyle without you having to spend any of your life force to earn that money, which gives you this ultimate freedom, the freedom of choice freedom of how you spend your time, your money, your energy, your your emotions, your, and who you do it with. And this is what financial freedom is, where you've got all the money you need without you having to be involved in the money exchange to earn that money. But the freedom also comes on the journey. So many of us get caught and in this, when I've got something done, then I can do something. So certainly early on, before I really understood this correlation, I believed when I had enough money, then I could go and have the adventures, then I could do the things I wanted, then I could treat myself well with self-love. It was always this deferral. So while there's this one aspect of the practical having assets earning you income, so you can choose completely what you do with your time and your energy, there's also the emotional freedom of the separation from, I can only have my freedom down the line. Because when you understand money and when you're managing it and when you're starting to create these assets and you've got a plan and a rhythm in place, you're automatically freed because there's no longer this anxiety of wondering whether you're going to have enough, wondering whether you're going to be okay in your old age, wondering if the kids are going to be okay or not. And that that is the biggest prison, is this living in our mind in the future of the past linked to this money stuff. So the freedom becomes an internal one of deep worthiness, separating out knowing that no matter how much money you do or don't have or assets, none of that defines who you are, knowing that you've got a plan, so you can relax and get on with living life now. And 
these assets that then earn the money for you. So for me, that is financial freedom. It's, a, it's an emotional, a spiritual, and practical financial component that brings this extraordinary space together. That is amazing. It reminds me a little bit about faith. You need to have absolute faith to know that it's going to happen. And to do that, you need to believe. <laughs> so you yeah. need to believe before you achieve. That's yeah. what for us to do. But I love it. I love the emotional freedom that comes with it because it talks so much about the inner journey and the transformation we physically have to go through before you even need to understand the technicalities of what is an asset. So many people look for a strategy. If I can just find this one business strategy that's going to get me the next client, if I can just earn a bit more, maybe if I go study and get a better job. In your website, if people go there, they can get so much free information about the recipes, the Wealth Chef's recipes of, you know, how to get there. www.thewealthchef.com. About the recipe, Anne, how much of what you teach are recipes? I know now that I need to be curious. I need to allow myself to move away from an emotional space of feeling like I will do things after I achieve and then I'll be free. And I need to jump into this little boat of faith and believe that it's possible, you know, the connection with self-worth and all of that. Absolutely. And that most of us just want to know the how-to. We want to know how's this recipe, you know, how do I navigate to get to Treasure Island? Can you tell us more about your own journey? So I know there was this eight-year period from where you were. Did you have a vision? Did you have a bigger vision first? Is it something that you discovered along the way? Give us a little bit more about the behind-the-scenes journey of Mm -hmm. how you became a millionaire. The first seed was very much about my own anxiety, wanting to feel confident and free to actually go and and live the life force. And I think this is so important because especially for women, I speak around the world and one of the things I ask you, why do you want to master this money stuff? Why do you want financial freedom? A good 90% of, of the women in the room will say they want it for their family, for their children those they love and whilst this is extraordinarily amazing and I want to acknowledge the fact that women are so big-hearted and this is one of the reasons why when women have money when they have power and force behind them they're truly able to change the world but it's also one of the reasons that many women don't move forward and stay stuck because this truly comes to the nub of good old you know the gandhi phrase you've got to be the change you want to see and i realized that all of these other things that until i had freed myself any of the things that i want to contribute to in the world to the environment to animals to this extraordinary country south africa where i'd grown up at the height of apartheid where i had all sorts of limiting beliefs around what it meant to have and have not and wanted to help change the reality for so many people that I could not do that until I had freed myself. And I'm so grateful that somehow I got that link and needed to be deeply selfish to be selfless. Yeah, that's such a beautiful concept. I'd love for you to tell us more about that. It was really then, so in terms of the practical way, so the very first recipe in this eight-year journey as I then created my own financial freedom, where I went, okay, now I can choose whether I keep working or not, was I discovered there were just five core recipes, these patterns, these rhythms, because I realized it was habits, the way we live our life, the things we do day to day is actually what creates our wealth. It's not a ka-ching event. It's not the lottery kind of wonder, which so many people we're led to believe is what, you know, creates wealth. And the first one is about how we manage our money. 
and changing from being a slave or a servant to working money to actually giving money direction and leadership so it can work for us. And this is practical day-to-day money management. And the very first step in that is making sure that the first slice of money that comes in every, whether it's on a monthly salary, whether it's from a contract, whether it's from a gift, that the first slice of it is directed consciously to yourself, to your freedom, to going to this is a payment that I make to my life force. And this is a concept that everybody's heard it, which is paying yourself first, but it's one of the most misunderstood concepts. People think that either means if they've got their own business, it means it's paying them a salary. It's actually saying, I, my freedom, my dream, my vision is the most important bill. And I will consciously direct the slice of money to that and I'll put aside and then get it working. But this action of keeping some money and saying, this is for me is massive because most people they'll wait to see and most women will say well i'll see if there's anything left see if there's anything left at the end of the month after i've finished paying the bills after i've looked after the kids if there's anything left then i'll save some money then i'll invest it we come last taking slice of that money is directly linked with the emotional aspect of worthiness deep self-love and going, I love myself enough. I value myself. I value the fact that my life is here and I'm here for a purpose and I'm here to make a difference and I'm here to express creation or whatever you want to call it. And therefore, because I honor that, I realize I need fuel. My life force needs fuel. And part of that fuel is money. I absolutely love it, you know. And while you're speaking, it dawns on me that when we reach a certain age, we want to do something meaningful. And then we sacrifice so much for it. Many of us do. That's exactly the thing that counts against you. Because unless you can take the step that you're referring to now, you are not going to validate who you are or what you are. And then your need for money becomes a neediness. It becomes a deprived thing. And that will push it away. So this is and it then come out of guilt or desperation yes. or scarcity, which doesn't create more of what you want. It no. actually pushes it away. And when you start understanding that money is an ingredient or an energy or an input, you realize, oh wow, the same pattern, the same way I manage my resources applies to my energy. It applies to my time. So. This is where the ripple effect starts going out. You go, ah, oh, okay. When I set up a habit that the first slice of that income that comes in, I allocate it to my investments or to my freedom fund, as I call it. What am I doing with my time? When I wake up in the morning, am I giving that first slice of time to me, to my dreams, to what I really want? Or am I diving straight into everybody else's agendas? Of my energy, how am I spending my first of my energy every day? Am I spending it in a way that fills me up or am I repeating it and so this is where this wonderful thing of am i paying myself first in every area of my life and i think this is where the feminine starts realizing that until we fully acknowledge this creation where we are the creator the goddess you know a lot of these archetypes are used and they can sound so cliche but it's until we truly value ourselves and realize something that you value needs to be fed yes because she is depleted, that purpose, that love, even the playfulness, just life is going to be of existence rather than exhilaration. And so this was part of that very first recipe was how do you manage money in a way that first gives that slice to you, but then also how do you ensure that other parts of your life are 
and, and your financial needs are met, the day-to-day needs, but also your savings, things like emergencies. So there's this very practical grounded element of, okay, well, how do you do it? And so the first recipe is wealth pie. And that is exactly how do you carve this up? This deep filling up your self-need, the needs of others, the needs of food, shelter, and the needs of fun and growth and contribution on it. Because this is where we then experience that full experience of life. Are you secretly fantasizing about another life? Georgia and California and anywhere I could run Took the hand of a preacher man and we made love in the sun But I ran out of places and friendly faces because I had to be free I've been to paradise but I've never been to me Naked with Adele is about your inner journey, trusting yourself and sharing many lessons. Come on, hold my hand, not sure I understand, this road I've been given, but I wish someone had a talk. Choosing to remove the mask and reaching within to bear your soul. Now I see if I wear a mask, I can fool the world, but I cannot fool my heart. It's about women staying true to who they are. Naked with Adele is about getting real. It's about being able to look at yourself in the mirror and being able to love that person that you see. It's about having the courage to be vulnerable. So I let down my guard, drop my defenses down by my clothes. I'm learning to fall with no safety net to cushion the Now start those deep, long, overdue conversations with yourself. And once you make up your mind, the journey begins. I've made up my mind. Don't need to think it over if I'm wrong, I am right. Don't need to look no further. I'm Adele Green, and this empty chair next to me is just for you. Come and join me. Register for your membership free to get this show and many resources at www.adele-green.com or you can tweet her at Naked with Adele.